not just us. And the average Australian woman has so many beauty products and is spending so much money on her beauty routine. I posted to my Instagram account from the launch a video of the product and I had so many messages from people asking me, is this the real deal? I have to say, I went hiking last week and I wore <laughs> Rouge Coco Flash. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Get Lippy, the podcast that is going to lift the lid on all things beauty. Each episode we are going to be bringing you the hottest new beauty buys as well as discussing some of the most trending topics in beauty. I'm Carly Orman, the editor of beautycrew.com.au and I'm not here on my own. I'm actually joined by two other experts in the beauty industry. If you guys want to introduce yourselves. Hi everyone. Hi Carly. Um, my name is Sally Hunwick and I am the beauty director on Murray Claire. Hi, I'm Bettina Tyrrell and I'm the beauty editor on InStyle Australia. So now we live and breathe beauty every single day. We talk about it in the hallway, we talk about it in the kitchen, sometimes we sure when we do. bump into each other in the bathroom <laughs> and we thought, hey, let's let's bring our beauty chats to you guys. And so that's what we're going to do. Um, and in today's episode, I have got a pretty top-notch foundation that I want to talk about, but you guys have some pretty excellent products too, don't you? Yes, I have an amazing new range of lipsticks and it's from Chanel and it really could give your matte lipstick a run for its money. Ooh. And I've got a hair tool that will maybe give you the best hair you've had. Oh, oh okay. can't wait for that. Yeah, that sounds amazing, but I want to talk about me for a bit longer. Um, yes, so I'm going to get stuck into my product. <laughs> we'll get comfortable. So this foundation, it is the new Hourglass Vanish Seamless Finish Liquid Foundation. Gosh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Basically, it's the newest one. It's just amazing. I've been using it every day. I'm wearing it now and I... It looks amazing, oh, by the way. You. Thank you so much. Flawless. And, oh, stop it. You're well, looking good. Looking oh, very good. Guys, we should do this every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. It says it's high coverage. It can get there, yes. It says it's glowy, luminous. You're definitely glowing. Long coverage, long wear, and I would agree with all those things. So what I do is on a day-to-day basis for work, half a pump, and that's all I'm wearing. And how wow. are you applying? Day to day, um, wet beauty blender, and I just dab it in. Love that. Press it in. Then, when I want it to be like, if it's a Friday night, a weekend, and I need to hide a bit more of, take it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. hide it a long week. Um, I use the Ray Morris Radiance brush, and I just buff it in. Either way that I apply, it lasts. So today's been a beauty blender day. I applied it at seven a.m. and we're now nearly co- four. Nearly four p.m. You've not reapplied. Not reapplied, not touched wow. it up, no powder, no blotting paper, nothing. I am trying that stuff. That looks good. Yeah. So now here's the thing. It's a little bit pricey. It's $76 a bottle. That's okay. I reckon that's but okay. But I'm using half a pump day-to-day wear and like one and maybe a bit pump for fuller coverage. So it's going to last. So I've already been using a month and a half. I've barely put a dent in the bottle. I don't think it's that much, to be honest. And the foundation is an investment. Exactly. Yeah. Once you found your, your, as you say, Bettina, once you found your right one. Yeah. So for anyone who wants glowing, radiant skin, I highly recommend checking it out. And where can we buy? Lee? You can get it from Mecca stores and it comes in 32 shades and it is out this month. Okay, so I think I've harped on for long enough. Um, <laughs> Sal, tell us. Well, I have Chanel's new Rouge Coco Flash It's a beautiful lipstick. There are 27 shades and I really think that it's going to give you the matte trend a bit of the run, a run for its money. Oh, it's time up. Well, I think matte isn't going anywhere, but these lipsticks are really fun because they give just that really silky, satiny hint of colour. 
My two favourites at the moment, although there's still 25 for me to go through, but my first <laughs> are um, Jua, which is day, which is perfect because I really do use it during the day. I have it on. What's the, what's the other shade? The other shade that I like, maybe for a bit of an evening look, is called Emotion. And it's a beautiful pink shade, a bit of a fuchsia, but it goes on just like you've just eaten some raspberries. You know that really sort of oh, sexy, pretty, okay. just kissed you know, like, yeah. kind of... Yeah, it's really versatile. And it comes in 27 really beautiful shades, from nude all the way through to near blacks and everyone's favourite, red. This range of lipsticks is super hydrating, super moisturising. It is filled with jojoba, mimosa oils and also sunflower oils. So you can wear it in even the drying conditions like the office. I actually, I have to say, I went hiking last week in New Zealand (laughs) and I wore... Rouge Coco Flash. And how did your lips feel? They felt super hydrated. Thanks for us. Which, uh, which, which shade would you say is a hiking shade? Well, I wore Jua for day. You know, I'm Fitting. just taking their lead. <laughs> awesome, Sal. Now, Bettina, you said you have a hot hair tool that is going to change the game. I do. I do. I posted to my Instagram account from the launch a video of the product And I had so many messages from people asking me, is this the real deal? I believe it's the real deal. So I'm talking about today the new GHD Glide, which is a hot hairbrush. I saw that one. I haven't tried it yet. I've tried it. I've tried it. But I want to hear what you think, Tina. I love it. I've been using it for two weeks now and I'm completely addicted. I went away last week without it and I missed it. Basically, this brush is a hairbrush. It looks like a hairbrush. It feels like a hairbrush, maybe a bit weightier. So the brush has two layers of bristles, longer bristles, which aren't heated, and then a compact row of heated bristles that kind of create tension and pull through your hair to smooth and straighten it down. And you rate it. I love it. It gives me, I mean, I straighten my hair every day and it gives me a look that's more, like there's more volume, more body. It looks a little bit more like I've had my hair blow dry. It's not just poker straight, is it? It's not. It's have, not. You, have you used it today? I have. Oh. I think your hair looks good. It's yeah, got a bit of body. a wave. Like not a wave, but a movement. Just, it's got movement. natural movement and texture, yeah. which is really nice. See, the thing for me is historically, and I'm talking like 10, 15 years ago, those hot brushes were not a good vibe for me. I would use them and they would burn me. They wouldn't straighten. They wouldn't smooth. So now the new generation of them, I'm a bit sceptical. So I want to know how are you using it because your hair looks really good. Okay. I mean, I've heard some people complain about not being able to get to their roots with the brush mm. um, because it's not, you know, it doesn't move like a general mm-hmm. straightener. But I found that I can manipulate the brush, tipping it, Upside down and yeah, I feel mini- like if you go underneath the sections of your hair, it works better. You can't think of it really? like a brush, no. like as in uh, brushing your scalp. No. You have to more take the sections. Yes, that's correct. On the scalp, I, you you can't really the bristles, the hot bristles aren't close enough to the scalp for that. But if you tip it up, like yeah, turn it upside down, like you said, and do the sections underneath, then. That's kind of how you can – and I've also seen people, and I've tried this myself, you can manipulate the brush to um, kind of flip it upside down and turn around to create like flicks and waves Ah. at the front. And um, and it's like it's just – it gives me a really great finish. I'm over the poker straight – me too. Are I'm you gonna are you gonna ditch your straightener? 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ditch my straightener. I don't think I'll ditch my straightener, but I will certainly add this into my right. routine. Yeah, how much is it? It's two hundred and ten dollars. It's not cheap. It's not cheap, but a general straightener is it's a sa- it's a similar price price to your normal straightener. That's true. But it's limited edition, so if you want to get it, you have oh. to get out there and get it now. Um, head to ghdhair.com and you'll be able to find put in your postcode and find where the best place for you to pick it up from. So all of this talk of new beauty products and expanding beauty kits is actually a really good segue into today's topic of discussion, which is have we become high maintenance with our beauty routines? Now, we've spoken about it and we said, oh, well, we're beauty editors and our context is very different. We're exposed to products and launches all the time. But we actually did a beauty survey recently and it turns out that it's not just us and the average Australian woman has so many beauty products is spending so much money on her beauty routine. Um, I've got some numbers with me. I couldn't remember them all. I'm not Rain Man. So here are some stats for you guys to consider. Apparently, the average millennial has 12 makeup products in her beauty kit and eight skincare products in her cabinet. I mean, I looked at that and I was like, oh, that's tiny, but it's a lot. (laughs) Now, also, apparently, average monthly spend across all beauty categories has gone up year on year from $181 to $217. That's just products. That's not even treatments. Well. That's a lot. That's high. Yeah. And it's not just um, looking at the categories. It's not just your foundations, your mascaras. There's so many of those trend-based products that are coming through, you know, contouring kits, highlighters, sheet masks. Um, It's just this industry is booming and we're spending so much more time and energy in it. Um, We've also got so much more choice these days, you know, with Sephora landing in Australia, we've got the Meccas, we've got our department stores, David Jones, Meyer, Priceline. Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse. Um, also, another interesting thing is it's not just products, but also treatments. So um, in the survey, over 70% of the women have either had or are interested in a non-invasive treatment. So that thing, that's things like laser hair removal, lash, exten- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lash extensions, microblading, brow appointments. It's just, you know, it's never ending and everyone is interested. Everyone wants a piece of everything. So have we become high maintenance. What do you guys think? I'm interested to hear your thoughts. And um, Bettina, you actually said something quite interesting earlier um, about social media that I think is quite important here. Yeah, I think the change in our beauty uh, regimens has been because we are quite literally trying to keep up with the Kardashians. Mm. And what I mean is that we're constantly seeing images of women on social media that are that look completely manicured and so perfect. And perhaps that's inspiring us to do the same. I mean, first it was we were introduced uh, to contouring on Instagram. Yeah, and, and Kim came mm, with the uh, the angles and the all the angles, things. and then you know dermal fillers and injectables have become and vi- vampire facials have become all very normalised. And I think that's kind of giving us the go ahead to do it ourselves. Totally. Also, we want to become selfie ready all the time. I mean, we've all got a camera in our hands. We're always there's always the opportunity where someone's going to say. Hey, let's get a picture. And oh, so you have to be ready. Nailing the candid shot that takes yeah. 35 takes. Well, yeah, there's definitely pressure to look ready at all times that, you know, you're not going to have to cover your shot with a million filters. And I think the interesting thing is it's it's not just looking ready with your makeup because um, skincare is booming. 
the, the categories within skincare, the treatments available, um, the, even in the survey that we did, like people are much more interested in skincare than they are ma- they are in makeup. And I think that's because of um, celebs and their, their makeup-free selfies. Even if it's Taylor Hill and she's got a few pimples, she is still glowing. And whether that's a filter or not, I don't know. But you still go, gosh, it's so smooth and radiant and I want skin like that. And if I want to take a makeup-free selfie, then my skin's got to look good. So how do I... I- treat my skin issues that are preventing me from doing that. I yeah. totally agree. I think 2019 is going to be the year of the skin. I think we've been through a lot of makeup and I think, you know, last year and the year before and the last few years have been all about makeup, as you say, the contouring and mm. high glamour makeup. But I think the definition of high maintenance has really changed. I think that once it meant high glamour and really outwardly you know, superficial makeup and um, superficial glamour. But now I think there's this maybe part in part to do with the clean beauty the or the, the real push towards skincare. People mm. are really paring back and, as you say, Kylie, um, doing the makeup-free selfies. And I think it might be that we're doing a lot of high-maintenance skincare instead of high-maintenance makeup, which could mean that people are wearing, you know, three, four, five, six different skincare products in a morning or evening. I'm are you using in a day, Sal? Oh, you're putting me on the spot here, Come Carly. on, we spoke about this before. That's Tell everyone. <laughs> well, uh, uh, are we talking morning or night? Or I want to hear together? it all. I want the whole context. <laughs> well, I double cleanse of an evening mm-hmm. and then I would tone mm-hmm. and then I might do a bit of a, you know, like a light peel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're not a moisturising yet. Okay, oh so, we've, so we've got a double cleanse. Where, where to, I think we're at four. <laughs> Four, yep. and then I would, then I would do a serum, probably like if it's evening a retinol product. Mm-hmm. Then I would do an eye cream mm-hmm. and a night cream. Sometimes I might add an extra serum in there, you know, if we need a little if bit of attention because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got enough there. <laughs> so we're kind of six to seven steps in your skincare routine. Yeah, that's not including the morning and not including mask night either. And would you call yourself high maintenance? I wouldn't, no. Well, if you look at me, like, you know, I think... You're I don't very look put over- together I'm and not, polished. Yeah, but I'm not overly... I wouldn't compare There's you not direct- too much makeup going no, on. No, I wouldn't compare you directly to a Kardashian-Jenner. No. There's no um, heavy contouring. I don't... I do a bit of a highlight, but, you know. But it's natural and glowing. Mascara, you know, natural glowing. And I think that speaks to your point about the... Um the changing definition of what high maintenance is. I think when you say high maintenance, like what comes to mind is like a real housewife of Beverly Hills who has her yeah the her blowout, you know, the, yeah, the full coverage makeup, the long, the everything like manicured nails, and they spend a lot of time on their their physical appearance. Whereas I think these days it's more of there's a lot of there's, there's definitely a shift. There's both. Obviously, there's both. There's the high glamour, but then there's also the shift towards the more natural look. And but that does require high maintenance in terms of skin and maybe the treatments. treatments that you are getting. And that which brings me to I just want to um, bring you to that point a point that I had. I was speaking to a cosmetic doctor just the other day and he says he believes in peaceful beauty. Peaceful beauty. Yeah. I've and never heard of peaceful beauty. Is that beauty. kind He's, of like napping because that sounds peaceful. <laughs> I know it sounds lovely. And what he means by that is that the beauty looks really natural. So you know when that you really look at a woman and you say she looks so good but I just can't really put my finger on what she's had done that's what he defines as peaceful beauty it's just natural but she looks amazing and we're not quite sure how old she is and I can promise you that her regime is not 
low maintenance. <laughs> she well, has had stuff done. Well, I think of me, myself, and my yeah, routine. What do you do? Um, look, I would say I am a low maintenance gal. I can get a, I can do my makeup in like five minutes and I'm ready. My hair takes a bit longer, but that's just because it's not manageable and that's a tale for a different day. Um, <laughs> but I think I'm low maintenance. And then I look at the things that I do and I'm actually pretty high maintenance. I, um, I get a gel manicure every two weeks. I get my brows done every month. I get an extraction facial every month. When I go on holiday, I get a keratin treatment to straighten out my hair. So, I mean, if someone had to look at my bank balance, um, besides the fact they see it out <laughs> a lot, um, that I have a lot of beauty treatments and a lot of my, you know, um, discretionary income goes towards beauty and I seem high maintenance. But I've come to realise that I'm kind of high maintenance in the short term to be low maintenance in the long term. Totally right. agree. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think a lot of women are like that these days. They're high maintenance to be low maintenance. Yes. We want choice. I mean, there is so there are so many so products everywhere. There is, like I said, there's all these new categories. I mean, if you want to hydrate your skin, um, you can do that with a sheet mask. You can do yeah, that with a sleeping mask. There's ways to do that. <laughs> Honestly, um, there are so many options. And it's not just in your department stores, your Mecca's and your Sephora's. Priceline, there's so many budget-friendly options to get in on literally any beauty trend that exists. And any. it's so accessible that... Why not have all the options? If my skin needs um, some decongesting, well, I want to have a clay mask at my disposal to to help me out. And I think that's what bulks up our beauty cabinets and makes us feel high maintenance. But we're not using them all every day, all the time. It's okay to have options. I think it's okay to feel that you've become high maintenance, whether that is because you are you want your skin to look amazing or because you want to contour and highlight and shape your face with makeup. I think... That is the beauty of the beauty industry is that we have the choice. Totally. And it's now becoming more about empowering yourself Mm. and looking the way that you want to look and not feeling the pressure to put on a lipstick to dress up for anyone else. So, I mean, I think it's a really kind of positive time for beauty because although, you know, we might all be a little bit more high maintenance, we are doing it to enjoy ourselves and because it's our time and our money that we're spending. Yeah, exactly. But you know, that's that's us. We want to know about you. Are you do you have 12 makeup products in your beauty kit or do you have two? How's your skincare cupboard looking? Um, we want to know. So get in touch with us directly at getlippy at beautycrew.com.au or feel free to DM us directly on Instagram. Um, mine's at Carly Allman. I'm at Bettina Tyrrell. And I'm at Sally Hunwick. Thank you, girls, for joining me today. Thank you guys for listening to our very first podcast. Um, Send in your questions, send in your comments, rate, review us, um, make sure to subscribe, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.